0: Welcome to another episode of the Collapsing Game Shelf Podcast, a podcast by a bunch of shipwrecked planet explorers, shipwrecked space people, and one monster? Um, probably just shipwrecked space people. I'm Tom and I'm joined by...
1: Justin. Adam.
2: Adam and Debbie.
0: And this is a podcast about uh, getting through our huge backlog of board games. We play we play games that are in our collections, and then we talk about them, u- usually. Um, today, we are going to be talking about Not Alone, which is a game that I have, which we played on boardgamearena.com, because uh, one, of our, one of our members' computers just, just does not want to do anything other than web browser stuff, which is fine. It's fine. We've been expanding out into other thing things other than then tabletop simulator during the uh, during the pandemic here and so uh, boardgamearena.com very very nice little service for that. Uh, Not alone is a it's a co-op game sort of where well it's an asymmetrical game where one person plays as the unknown entity on this planet that everyone else has crash landed onto and the goal is uh, for uh, well the the monster wants to assimilate you into the into the planet which I mean whatever use your imagination as to what the hell that means and everybody else is just trying to kill time until the uh, until the uh, the the signal gets out and you get rescued Uh, I'm going to go ahead and uh, read the back of the box I don't actually have the box with me so I'll be reading it off this uh, off the uh, board game geek I found a picture of it but I mean I, I don't I don't know if this is a picture. Yeah, I found a picture. I have, I do have this game. It's just in a box somewhere. I don't, I don't know where. So it is the 25th century. You are a member of an intergalactic expedition shipwrecked on a mysterious planet named Artemia. While waiting for the rescue ship, you begin to explore the planet, but an alien entity picks up your scent and begins to hunt you. You are not alone. Will you survive the dangers of Artemia? Not Alone is an asymmetrical card game in which one player, the creature, plays against the rest. The Hunted. If you play as one of the Hunted, you will explore Artemia using place cards. By playing these and survival cards, you will try to avoid, confuse, or distract the creature until help arrives. If you play as the creature, you will stalk and pursue the shipwrecked survivors. By playing your hunt cards and using the mysterious powers of Artemia, you will try to wear down the Hunted and assimilate them to the planet forever.
2: Dun dun
1: dun! Ooh, when, when spooky say, vibes. The, the alien showing up to wear you down, kind of like he's just showing up and telling you a long-winded story that goes nowhere, and you're just like, oh,
3: <sighs> fine. Does he sing you some sea shanties and try and get you involved? Maybe.
0: It's just the same one over and over. Oh yeah. God, no! So uh, uh, I don't, I don't have again. I don't have the box in front of me. I was just looking for it. it's not unpacked yet. Uh, and I, I recall this game comes in a in a wee little box, and uh, it comes with a bunch of these uh, the, these cards that are called place cards. There are cards numbered from one to ten, and uh, there are enough so that every member of these of the Crash Expedition, of which there can be uh, six players, uh, six. People, People on the on the hunted side, so there, so there's a, this game plays up to seven, so it can be six players on the hunted side and one creature. Um, everyone on the uh, every every doomed spacefarer gets uh, cards one to five in their starting hand, and then there are there are like a re- bunch of reserve cards. So the, the six to ten cards sit off to the side. There's like two of each one, or three of each one, or four of each one, depending on there's there's like depending on the number of players you have. There's either like one copy of six to ten or two or three copies of, of the six to ten cards sitting around. Um, and so everyone starts off with the one to fives in them, which I don't remember the names of them, but there are things like the, the lair and the jungle and... The beach and they're all i mean the names i mean that the names kind of suck but you know it, it doesn't doesn't really evoke an alien planet but the pictures sure do uh no but it's it's not really important anyway um so everyone starts with uh, or sorry every hunted starts with these cards from one to five in their hands as well as one survival card which is sort of like these game breaking abilities that you can pick up throughout the game uh the 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 hunter or the creature starts off with three of their hunt cards in their hand and these are the cards that they will use to try to just like ruin your day if you're on the other side. Um, at the beginning of the game the creature gets to pick one of two sides of this like board which has a track uh, and the tracker is essentially like on one side there's how far the hunted have to how many how, how far the hunted have to go have to advance before, the, before they can win and on the other side how far the creature has to get before it wins and assimilates everyone into the planet. Uh, the game is played over a series of rounds in which there are four phases. Uh, so step one is that the, uh, the hunters or sorry, the hunted, God damn it. The players, ships, people, got to find a better word for this. Uh, the hunted pick one of the cards that are in their hand and secretly place it face down. This is the area that you are going to be exploring in the rest of your turn. Uh, the, once that once that's picked and everyone sort of plays their bullshit cards, uh, the hunted, nope, the hunter, the creature, will then decide which of the 10 locations, 10 possible locations of which, like, off the start, you only have access to one to five. But the creature will pick out where they want to put their token or tokens in an effort to try to guess which spot the players are going to. So Justin picks number two, Debbie picks number four, and Adam picks five. If I was the hunter or the creature... I'm going to pick between one and five because those are the only cards available at the beginning. I'm going to pick between one and five and stick my token on there, hoping that I'm just going to like surprise and jump out of a bush or something after, after I pick or after the creature picks which spot they want to go to, you have the opportunity to play more bullshit cards. And then phase three is the reveal, or I think it's called like the reckoning or something, which is just like this really, man, really hyped up way of trying to (laughs) say, you know, figure it out um, but the reckoning happens and everybody flips over their cards and reveals where they have picked um, then you can play some more stuff so all these there's a bunch of cards I keep saying there's a you know you can do stuff there's cards that will like let you move the creature around or let you move yourself around or each of these locations have special abilities which maybe let you do different things uh, so during the reckoning essentially everyone uh, reveals what they've done and starting with the person to the left of the creature uh, you start to resolve your actions basically so if adam is the player to my left and he picked the river and i as the creature did not pick the river which is number three he gets an ability where like next turn he can pick two cards um he can pick two cards and essentially decide which one he wants to go to you know when the reveal happens so he's not just like becoming lunch immediately or as an alternative during the reckoning you can skip using the special abilities and just draw back one of your discards because every card you play will eventually be discarded and discarded as public knowledge for the creature to sort of use against you um, so let's say Adam isn't on or Adam's on number three I'm not on number three he gets to do his thing we'll move on uh, let's say Debbie picked the beach and I happen to be on the beach uh, hunting hunting and and hunting her uh, because she's at the beach and i'm at the beach she doesn't get to use the beach and she also loses one of three will tokens that you start off with at the beginning of the game these are essentially life points but uh regardless of how many will you've lost you always lose Uh, you always let the creature move forward one space on the little tracker anytime you get caught by the creature token and the creature can sometimes have other tokens in play and those all act differently and I don't really want to get into it Um, suffice it to say you don't want to get stuck underneath the creature Uh, so she doesn't get to do anything on the beach then we go to Justin's turn and he's at the rover and he gets to do his thing which is to get another card Um, so he might opt to get one of his discarded cards back or he might pick one of the new cards or one of the unclaimed cards that are from the six to ten giving him more options and better options to go forward uh and and so on and so forth uh at the end of the round uh you discard all the cards that you've played and as part of the end of the round the spaceship uh the the uh, the spaceship tracker the getting rescued token moves up one spot so there's this like hard timer to the end of the game in which uh you know the creature will be trying to to do what they can but eventually if he doesn't sort of if the creature doesn't sort of get a move on then they will get rescued just because i don't know somebody was happened to be wandering by or they were like man these guys are supposed to be here like a week ago and they haven't showed up yet maybe we should send out a search party um so outside of any of the factors uh, on the cards and stuff, there's always this hard end in which uh, the the uh, little ship tracker will keep, or the ship token will keep creeping up at the end of every round. Um, then at the beginning of the next turn, the creature draws up to three of their hunt cards. Uh, everybody sort of starts off from step one, picking locations. Uh, the creature then gets to pick where they want to go, putting down any of their tokens, using any of their hunt abilities, and you continue until you either get rescued or you all get eaten to death by... The creature. Um, If at any point you run out of will tokens, that also counts as like moving up one on the assimilation track, so you kind of don't want to lose too many of those. There's another way during the first part of the phase where the uh, players can give up their will tokens to be able to draw discarded cards back, um, because the general idea of this game is you're trying to use the abilities on the locations to try to advance yourself faster than just, you know, waiting the turns out um, without getting caught and without losing too many will tokens. And uh, the biggest way of getting caught is just like running out of stuff to play. So because you always start the game with, you know, the the one to five, if you play one, two, three, and four, you kind of don't really have anywhere else to go but five, right? So uh, you want to keep refreshing your your hand or you'll just end up as lunch every time. Um, This is another one of these games where there are just a shitload of cards for our special abilities that everybody has. So it's kind of hard to explain how those go, but suffice it to say that there's just a ton of bullshit you can pull. Um, I think I made a real hash of this explanation. This is a fairly complex game. I recommend that if you're interested, just, you know, fire up a fire up a Rodney video of, uh, you know, how to play. He went over it. He goes over it about 20 minutes and it does a really good job. And uh, on Board Game Arena, I think it gives you a little bit of a little bit of an explanation towards the bottom, which can definitely help um, because it's an asymmetric game, too. It's hard because like you're sometimes you're doing things differently depending on what side of the table you're on. And so it makes it double complicated to explain. So my apologies if this explanation makes no sense. Um, it's essentially, uh, if you're playing as the creature, it's a deduction game and trying to pick where you think everyone's going to go and trying to manipulate things in your favor. And as the players or as the, uh, as the hunted, you're essentially just trying to pick things that you don't think that they're going to pick, but maybe they think that you're going to pick something and it gets really complicated. But anyway, yeah, that's sort of the game. I don't know if I did a very good job of that.
3: It seems, it seems, there's a lot. There's a lot going on in this game, and it's it's interesting because it's kind of like at least my take on it is it it seems to me that it has it's kind of confused as to whether it's like a like a party deduction game or like if it's a serious deduction game. It's it's yeah. I I mean the the explanation was good, but you're right. There is a lot. There's like a there's a lot going on, and it doesn't how do I explain it like it it doesn't it's really easy to make it to make it seem like there's not a lot going on, but there is and that can feel a little daunting at times, especially the first couple playthroughs like I think the first couple playthroughs of any board gamer are always a little like feeling just a little bit uh daunting at times
0: yeah we all took turns being the creature adam sort of got uh, thrown into the deep end as the creature twice in a row because board game arena for all its for all its upsides has a really weird way of letting you pick who the creature is when you're making a table it's like it's either the table administrator or it's not the table administrator or it's random and it's like but what if i just want to make somebody
1: yeah <laughs> somebody wants to be it
0: it's like no they no have to- Oh, you better make yourself a table, motherfucker. Um, so that, that that was a bit strange. Uh, but yeah, once we got rolling, I found I found it to be. Um yeah, kind of wonky off the start, but after we played those first few games, like I could tell Adam was just like, I don't know what the hell's going on. I'll just pick a bunch of stuff and let's see what happens. Um, <laughs> yep. And sort of getting used to the things that a creature can do because there's like, again, there's a lot of hunt cards and you're almost incentivized to do at least one thing every round. Like there's no real benefit to holding on to hunt cards. So you're always expecting a little bit of bullshit every round, but until you've mm-hmm. gone through the a couple turns, you don't really know how far they can go with the bullshit because there's things like there's like I mentioned there's a couple of extra tokens one of the tokens can just become a second copy of the creature and then oh there's there's two of them running around and so you know maybe two people will get caught or like r- ruin the space for you. Um, there's also another Artemia token, which can sometimes just like lock a space down, but not necessarily be as bad as getting caught. But then it can also have other effects that happen depending on what's going on. Um, so until you've kind of played this a few times, I don't think you get the full full grasp of what is what everyone's capable of. But I mean, once we got through it, I thought... It, As playing as the creature, I thought was uh, pretty interesting because it's kind of like it's kind of like one V three citadels in a way, like you're trying to guess where other people are going to go. You know, you you know what the high profile things are, so you kind of want to put your stuff down there. But, you know, is is that what they know that those are the high profile? So they're going to actually go there or and it's kind of fun just trying to maneuver your friends into a trap because It's, uh, it's, yeah, it's really weird. And especially weird that it's like, it plays up to seven people. Like, there's only four of us. I cannot imagine what pandemonium you end up having with, like, six motherfuckers running around getting eaten (laughs) by this creature.
3: Yeah. Yeah. I constantly, I constantly find myself thinking, like, if, if this were, if this were played with more players, would it, would it kind of follow the same trajectory of a game like The Resistance, where there is, A fairly clear point where as soon as you hit X number of players, it just starts to the game just starts to slant towards one side as opposed to the other. And and I guess, you know, maybe like as you play with the same group of people, you start learning people's tells and blah, 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 blah. But Mm. but just. In the general scheme of things, it, it just kind of seems that, um you know, like pl- playing the resistance with, I don't know, I think the break point is something like five or six. Like it just it just starts, at least in my experience, it starts to slant one way. I, I find myself wondering if if that would be the same way, because I mean, if you if you only have, I don't know, I don't know. It's
1: yeah, I think I think this one, I, I almost feel like it would have been better if there were at least one more hunty, um, <laughs> because it felt a lot of the times like there were just so many places to go and is sometimes it was a bit of a crapshoot. Um, but I feel like the game does a decent enough job at allowing for more players because there are only so many spots you can go to sort of advance the timeline from the survivor's point of view and it's not like there's going to be more aliens so you have more opportunities when the more players to advance the timeline uh, to get rescued but it balances that out i think by having more players capable of being caught in any given turn by the alien so there are advantages to both sides, and I, I do what I what I do like about this game is that it's a it's a you know it's a social deduction game like a lot of other ones, but it doesn't have that sort of bluffing. It it you can bluff to the alien about like oh I'm going to go to the rover, <laughs> um, but you're not lying about who you are. You're not pretending to not be the werewolf, or you're not trying to pretend to be the spy. So it allows for a little bit more strategy and not just this person lies really well or I can't really tell, you know, it's more deduction rather than uh, being able to tell if someone is just full of bullshit. That's fair.
0: That is definitely interesting. It is, yeah, it kind of occupies this weird space, like you say, of being sort of a a social a social deduction game, but like, it, it's weird because it's team-based. Like, not a lot mm-hmm. of them are, you know, 1v6 or, or whatever. Or at least
1: not openly teams. You know, Werewolf is sort of teams.
0: Right, and- uh, You know, normally I don't like being on that 1V, being on the the individual side of a 1VX, right? Just because I feel, you know, I like being part of a team. It, It may surprise you to know I'm a team player. To anyone that listens to this, I don't know maybe I don't come off like that, but I do like being a part of a group. Um, you know, when things go well, you can sort of high five each other and feel cool about what you've been doing. And, you know, as if, if, if things aren't going well as, as in the, as an individual, or even when you're doing well, you feel like you're just like kicking the shit out of people. And it just, sometimes it doesn't feel good for whatever reason. I felt hella smart playing this game and just like being able to munch on my friends. Um, and i don't know what it is about this particular one and maybe it's because i'm starved for attention these days or because we were playing it online like it felt really satisfying to be able to pick out where people were going and like you have a decent array of abilities to sort of play with where you can sort of flex your intellect a little bit and like come up with some clever ways of trying to encircle and trap your friends into uh into trying to win the game um which which i don't normally you know when you're playing a game where you're sort of on the dungeon master side of things you just feel like you're a punching bag sometimes and this definitely felt kind of the other way around because you were just like you know trying to trying to hunt them down and and the and the the uh And the hunted have their own set of, like, fun little things that they can get a hold of. But they do have to sacrifice quite a bit of, you know, movement on the track or, um, you know, they they, they put themselves out there to be able to get a hold of these cards. Um, So, I I don't know. I felt like it was a pretty good balance. Like, um, I think what I read was that it's it plays best with five people. I could definitely see that like that would make a more rich environment for the uh, creature to sort of hunt through, uh, given that there'd be like an extra person. Cause I think most of our games ended up pretty close. Um, sort of signaling to me that, you know, it's, it's, it seems like it's pretty even in terms of, in terms of how fair things were. And yeah, I just, I had a good time being on either side. I think that, um, I didn't feel very, I didn't feel a ton of camaraderie amongst the team uh, because it's like you're supposed to be talking openly about stuff so it's kind of hard to you know yeah oh yeah I think we should be going to the beach more guys it's like that, it, you know the guy's just right there he's just sitting there he's listening to you you can't just <laughs> you can't just say <laughs> shit like that but there were a few moments there where like somebody has a survival card uh, is it they're called survival cards I think but had one I, of I those cards so, yeah. where you can like move the creature over or move one of the players over to a different space or move one of the tokens and like when people bust those out they definitely feel like uh it definitely feels like they saved your bacon also as one of the hunted i think i lost us like 3 spaces on a track once just by being a complete dipshit and that uh <laughs> that can make for some fun times too um all in all i had a i had a pretty good time with this uh and even as the creature which usually doesn't fall into my sort of yeah being being on that side of things usually isn't my um isn't usually my jam. So I was pleasantly surprised how, how good it felt to sort of hunt people down. How did, how did you like, uh, how did you like hunting people down?
2: I'm, I don't know. I'm kind of the one thing that I, 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 um, like I like certain aspects of the game. Like I like some of the mechanisms and I like how, uh, how they kind of, um, I mean, how they kind of designed the game to, to work in a very back and forth manner. With that being said, though, um, I think that if you're uh, so, if you're the creature and you get behind by any stretch of the imagination, like fifty percent of the track behind, you're sol. Like, I mean, there's there's you get to halfway through that game, and if you, as the creature, have not made any headway, you're you're kind of in a position where you can't you can't really win anymore because. Mm-hmm. Because there's that mechanism where uh, the hunted their uh, token moves up every round, um, and then you can add you know further movement on top of that. I think it would be different if uh, if you put the creature token on a card, and when you have more than one hunted on that card, if you could actually gain the number of people that you that you caught uh, on the track, I think that would help. Um, I can see why if you have a higher level, like a higher number of players, that would also then swing kind of the other way, right? That would give the the creature a a, a kind of a bigger yeah. advantage. Catch
1: five people at once.
2: Yeah. But I mean the higher number of players, the farther away from the from the I mean goal point basically you get, right? Um, And that's, that's one thing that I really noticed, like, unfortunately, again, for Adam, like Adam had the first two games that we played, Adam was the creature and we were kind of very much at that point where it was like, kind of getting our feet wet and really understanding what the game was. And so Adam was just, you know, like, we really didn't have to do anything like we, I think the first round, we didn't go to the beach hardly at all. Um, and we just kind of let the clock run down and we won. And that is kind of unfortunate to me in a sense, right? So I think that there, there almost has to be like a catch up mechanic that you can have on the creature side, just because the creature is, for the most part, so incredibly restricted in in how their token moves. Um, and just to clarify, I don't know if Tom actually said this in the explanation, but just to kind of explain what I mean. So if you have more than one person on... Say the rover, and um, the creature puts the the creature token on there. They only get to move up their track by one space, regardless of how many people they actually caught. Each every individual has to lose will, but I mean, there's not a whole lot of disadvantage to losing will. I kind of found. And maybe I missed something, but you basically just, I mean, let your will go away and do do. I mean, it refilled itself, gave you all your cards back. And, you know, maybe it would, it pushes the creature token up by one spot. But really, I mean, it seems a whole, like, for the most part, a minor setback for a huge gain. like huge gain. The only time, and that's, you know, like we got to our, our, the last couple games that we played, cause we played a fair number of them. Um, we got to that point where we were at our last, in our last couple games. And, and that's really, I kind of started to, to get to that point where, you know, I mean, if the creature is not 50% down their track, well, I don't give two hoops about what my will looks like because, I was just going to get my cards back. I mean, I don't know. Like there's some things that just seem very kind of beyond asymmetrical. They just seem to be kind of that much further. Do you know what I mean?
0: Yeah, I mean, I mean it's hard, right? Cuz you can't just have somebody lucking out to like catching three people at the rover and then being like, "Well, I'm almost there, guys." Like pack it up. Mm-hmm. Um And like losing will is if everybody like losing will is the only way for the creature to sort of move up multiple times in a turn. So if you lose your last will cube, yeah, you get your you get all your cards back and you refill back up to three. But that's like the one time that for every person that loses will or like loses their third will cube, you move up a space. So if you constantly have three people getting caught at various locations, like that's how the creature makes makes headway. Uh not mm-hmm. not just the fact that if if he keeps like running into you guys in a big pack, you're not actually using the cards. So um it's it, it's I, I could see it being a difficult like the fewer people that you have on the hunted side, like I think this game would be virtually unplayable is as like a one or th- one to three player game. Um this seemed to be four seemed to be like, you know, it's pretty hard for the creature to win. Five seems like just from what I'm, what I read on Board Game Geek is kind of like the sweet spot, and my guess is that once you get to six and seven, it's just like uh, you know shooting fish in a barrel, probably. <laughs> so, so I don't know. It's 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 interesting that you say that because I don't know how you'd, I don't know how you'd um, balance it otherwise. I don't know. I'm not a, I'm not a game designer. I'm sure they play tested the <laughs> shit out of this. Um, yeah, but like getting getting caught by the creature is the worst way to go but there's also ways to like shut down individual locations with the other tokens and stuff and it's kind of as the creature just trying to like you know where do i think they're going to go i'll put my creature token there And then, you know, other places where it would be bad for me if they showed up, that's where those other tokens are and those other hunt things are going to go. So you're trying to like slowly gather everybody up into a couple of places where you can sort of just like get the jaws shut. But I mean, yeah, if you're not catching people, like you're kind of hooped. And especially with four people, it seemed like if you weren't constantly hitting people like every round, you're basically just doomed to run the clock out so yeah it's it's weird i don't know how there's also an expert variant which i don't know if there's like if that changes things significantly if i was if this was a better show i'd probably would have looked that up before but here we are (laughs) (laughs) so i don't know if that that maybe helps some things um but yeah i can see what you mean like and it it is unfortunate there's no like I don't want to say it's unfortunate, but like, you know, that, you're right. Once, once you got sort of halfway there as when Adam was, it's like, do I just, do we just resign? Like what, like this sucks, right? Yeah. Because you didn't have, like, we didn't know that first time, but you could see like the second game we play, there was like, Adam was, I think we were three turns out and he's like, can we just, can we just start over again? Like <laughs> you could hear the resignation in his voice and see that he was mm-hmm. loading up another game on Steam and... <laughs> Yeah, you can see the give up coming. <laughs> At least we were online, so we could sort of hide it better. But, but yeah, I don't, I don't know how you'd fix that. Maybe I will. I'll, maybe I'll look up that variant really quick. You guys, just you guys, guys keep talking.
1: There's also two expansions that may have addressed said discrepancies?
2: I don't know. I just, I don't know. I just, it's, It. I think that this game, I can understand and I can see where there's probably that, that one sweet spot where this game plays really well. And I, I mean, I can't knock it for that because reality is there's lots of games that have that sweet spot. Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, how many games between all of us do we own that? Sure. They say two to four players or one to four players, but reality is like you can't play it without four people. Like, I mean, it just, it, it it's just a horrible game, like right? Battlestar
0: Galactica is one that if you don't have exactly five Oof. people, you might as well just not bother.
2: Yes. <laughs> right. So I I can't really knock this game. Yeah. Like, I mean, I can't really knock this game for the fact that it probably has that sweet spot. But that sweet spot, that sweet spot just becomes that much harder to hit when you're talking about a game that runs anywhere that's I mean advertised as being anywhere from two to seven players. The one the
0: one benefit to this game over something like Battlestar Galactica or I'm trying to think of what other like it, it is it's pretty quick in the scheme of things. Like it's only a half an hour to forty-five minute type game. So it's not like, you know, if you're if you're halfway through and you think that you're totally fucked, I mean you can just probably start over again. Yeah, you haven't sunk a ton of time into it which is yes which I, is agree. I agree i agree if it if it were longer it would yeah ooh, yeah that would, that would yeah. definitely be a, be a hard
1: one three-hour game of battlestar galactica and now we're in you can tell as the Cylon, you're not going to win But you just gotta sit there. I would not
2: do well. Game
0: designer expert variant. If a hunted loses his last will counter during phase three, reckoning, he only takes back two counters instead of three. To get back the third, he must give up or be healed by the source or a survival card.
1: Okay. Makes things a little more, you know, tense.
2: Yeah, I mean it definitely kind of counteracts that. In my mind, it counteracts that swing a little better. Um, so something interesting to
0: keep in mind if you're if the creature's constantly getting hammered, I guess. Yeah, yeah.
2: I mean, board game arena does I, the one thing that I can say that is kind of nice in the last two weeks. Um, we've been playing board game arena. the The mods aren't garbage. <laughs> Total fucking um, jank. Yeah. I mean, that, <laughs> <laughs> I feel bad saying that because I mean, really, like, I tabletop arenas, like, it, it's completely free. People do this with their own time.
0: I mean the mods on tabletop simulator?
2: Yes. Yeah. So the mods on tabletop simulator, like, I feel bad because it's like, you know, don't look a gift horse in the mouth. But it's kind of nice to kind of get away from that for once, right? Like, well, and the nice, the nice thing is that
0: like, take a break board game arena is has modifications that are built with a browser and asymmetry in mind. Because I think you can play a game where you're just like, you're also playing like 12 games simultaneously, maybe. So they have to be more streamlined for like, click and click sort of play. Whereas yeah, tabletop simulators, like sometimes people just scan a bunch of shit in and like it. A mod <laughs> and,
1: yeah and so here you yeah. go guys. Or- we're scanning way too much shit.
0: If you're lucky, one guy has gone and spent like 27 hours scripting something so that it's not a total nightmare but it's yeah. it still is a rough go and like you have to explain to somebody how to shuffle cards. It's like that's sometimes that just ain't ain't fun, guys. So I've been, yeah. I have been enjoying how easy it has been to slide into Board Game Arena, which I feel like we should maybe just try to get them to sponsor episodes given how much I've mentioned their their URL so far. No kidding. But uh, yeah, it's <laughs> (laughs) been
1: nice i find it's really nice with like either card based games or something simple like uh, can't stop that we played where you don't need to worry about moving things around or you know worrying about physics or just like putting a card in the right spot it makes things a lot just a lot more streamlined
0: yeah, for sure. We're kind of, kind of running out of things to talk about, because as much as there seems to be there's a lot going on with the game, it is, it's. I think it presents itself as more complicated than it really is. Like, I've never brought this one out uh, physically because, um, I, I don't know, the, the theme always seemed to sort of escape me. Like, it, again, it's like this 1v6 potentially thing going on that I've never really been able to wrap my head around. Um, I'm really glad that we played it. I thought it was pretty good. Um, it's Definitely a different take on the like party games, social deduction thing. Um, you know, this is sort of unique in that aspect. I can't really think of a situation where you're on a team, but your team is sometimes five other people or or no one. Um, in a social deduction party style thing, um, it takes itself seriously. Kind of, you know, it's it's a weird beast in a way, because it seems like it's like taking the subject matter of being eaten by a planet really seriously, Uh, because like there's not a scrap of humor really to be found in this whole thing. Mm-hmm. The art is really like um, wonky on the cards. You know, it's like trying to go for a sort of I don't know, like H.R. Geiger esque sort of thing with you know alien looking <laughs> planets, and but then they also yeah. have names like the beach, like I don't, <laughs> I don't know, or the artifact, and it's it's strange just because like those, I don't know, they don't evoke to me that we're trying to, they don't evoke in me, this sense of like we've crashed landed and we're being hunted, you know, when so we're going to the beach or the lair even is not that evocative of a name. Um, but so we had a bit of fun sort of throwing this idea around of just like renaming everything based on fun holiday destinations. But anyway, um, <laughs> we will, we'll put that up as a Patreon exclusive at some point, maybe. Um, but I, I had a good time. Um, you know, my, my scale is sort of this uh, keep or not keep sort of situation. Because I have so many board games, I've been using this as a way to s- at least cull them in my mind. Um, this is a keeper for me. Um, <laughs> shut up, Adam. Yeah,
3: they'll yeah, parse them out, I'll, man. Yeah, I'll,
0: I'll throw them out eventually. Just it, they haven't, yeah, haven't got there yet. Sure. Someday, someday <laughs> they're going out the door. I swear. I swear, guys. But like,
2: um, honestly, Adam's. The pot calling the kettle black like <laughs> <laughs> oh
0: but uh wow. this one is this one is different enough um for me that i think it it's gonna stick around um uh, i don't know how much i'm gonna play it because i mean you know, i haven't had anybody over in a while but um it's a it's a keeper for me uh i had a good time with it i don't know how much of that is like the board game arena taking a lot of the thinking and micromanagement out of it um but it is it it is an interesting game. I recommend you, if you're if you like the sounds of this, you know, fire it up on board game arena and give it a spin, you know, watch a video first because it is rampantly confusing otherwise. Um but I thought it was a I thought it was interesting. I think it's worth the spot just because you know it's different. You know, you, if you've got five people or sorry, five five if you got five people, six people around, and you kinda want to try something new and one person doesn't mind pretending to be a monster or hunting everybody. This is one to definitely check out it's 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 definitely interesting i i I can't think of anything else quite like it uh my only again my real gripes are you know if you're the hunted or if you're the hunter and you're get behind you're just fucked and you know the arts kind of you know i don't know it's just not funny it's funny to catch people and you know eat them but there's not much not much hilarity in here where i think that there could have been like i don't know something could have been something in here to like make it more light in the mood Social and fun. I think it takes itself a little bit too seriously, but otherwise it's solid. Um, Keeper for me. Uh, Debbie.
2: So for me, uh, I am on a five point scale. Um, I'm going to give this, I mean, I would give this a a three out of five, which is, I mean, pretty middle of the road. Uh, That's meh for me. There's nothing that makes me uh, super excited about the game. There's nothing that kind of jumped out at me that was, you know, like, wow, this is amazing. Um, You know, like, like you said, Tom, it's, you know, the, the art is kind of the, there's no like real amusement in there. There's nothing that you can, you know, there's. There's nothing that like evokes a conversation um, or a few chuckles or fear or uh you know any like nothing. Like this just it's just very flat. Um it does it. It I mean it I think it does what it's intended, I think. I think that like they made what I think they wanted to make. And it's just for me i just i don't know i just it's not really that you know i mean i don't mind playing it there's nothing you know inherently wrong with it it's kind of cool to be on either sides but it just i don't know there's just there's nothing that really like i said wows me there's nothing that necessarily overly sets it apart from everything else um I can't think of another game that really plays this way, but I don't know that I need to find a game that plays. this. <laughs> maybe there's like this. a reason for that. Huh. <laughs> like, I don't know. Like, I just I, and it's it's funny that you guys call it a party game, and it's well, I, I, I honestly I, would it that work, say party and it's game. A, I just it's a mean volume. Like,
0: yeah, if, if you have eight, eight, seven volume, people around, right? maybe you can bust this out. But yeah, there's yeah,
2: right. But there's nothing party about no it. Chuckles. <laughs> no. I mean it's just it's just such a like I don't know like it's 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 kind of like the elephant in the room or the you know the lady with the beard you're just kind of like what the hell? Like it just eh? <laughs> Okay, cool. Thanks. I don't know. Like it just I don't know. As I've I don't know that I've ever really sp- this I think this is truly the first game that I've, I've ever sat so incredibly on the fence about that i'm just like i just i just don't care usually i just i like it or i don't or i you know there's things that i really like go for i don't go for this one i'm just i'm just blah and that is odd for me so i don't know take that as you will uh adam
3: yeah i'm um you know i i'm kind of in the same boat like like I said before, it just it seemed and I, and there's nothing wrong with this, but it just seems like maybe I was expecting something that was more of a party game. And then I don't know, <laughs> like the, the game, the game was all right. Like, I can definitely see where it's going. Um, and then I kind of think like, OK, so what other games do I have in my arsenal that are similar? Right? Because if I, I don't own this one, but if if I were to pick it up I guess the question is, is like, what what role would it be filling within my collection? And do I have anything that already kind of scratches that itch? And, you know, of course, the the obvious stuff for at least for the podcasting folks, because they know me super well and how much I really love stuff like One Night Ultimate Werewolf and stuff like that. Even Coup. Um, Now, is it the same game? No, it's, it's not it's a it is a different experience, but in I guess in my eyes, it's somewhat similar. Like, yeah, it's, it's, this is such an odd game. This is such an odd game for me. Cause like, I, I, do I hate it? No, absolutely not. I think it's a, a fine game, but you know, in this, in, in this, like we're in 2021 and there are just incredible games that are coming out left, right, and center. And it's just a situation where fine doesn't, it's not, it's not really it, (laughs) you know, fine, doesn't, doesn't quite make it any, any longer, so this one, um, yeah, this is like a, a six and a half out of 10. It's it's a, like, again, it, it's a good game. It's interesting if you're looking for something that kind of like has this all for one or sorry, all for one, all versus one. If you're looking for someone that, that kind of has this all versus one thing going on with it um and and like a little bit of social deduction and a little bit of this and a little bit of that maybe give it a try uh it definitely it's definitely a game that um it's yeah it's definitely it's definitely a game that's gonna take you a few a few goes before you really kind of feel like you have your your feet underneath you um
1: but yeah i don't know, give her give her a spin justin uh it this this is not a game i own and i think i i sort of reiterate what everyone else said where it is a good but not great game I, I there are sort of you know better shorter social deduction bluffing games like adam said one night werewolf or if um uh you wanted to go with something like coup uh, or you know there are maybe more immersive longer social deduction bluffing games like uh Balsar Galactica. Um so it's in yeah, it's in that weird little thing, but what I do like about it is that it's a social deduction game without a hidden role and without having to lie. It's more about outthinking the other players rather than out bluffing the other players. Which a lot of the other games that I mentioned don't do. Those are more straight about bluffing and pretending to be something you're not. And this you know exactly Can I where ask you a are. A question. Yeah.
2: How is it social deduction then? Is that not the like
1: you're trying to get in people's heads. You are trying to deduce socially what people are, where they're gonna go, What are they thinking? Do they think that they can get by me and, you know, hit up the beach a bunch of times and have a big party and, you know, get the drop <laughs> ship out here faster? So It's not right. about maybe okay. overtly lying, but it's about trying to deduce what everyone else around the table is thinking. I guess in my mind, that's what social deduction is.
2: Okay. So, I I mean, just, I'm just, nope. i purely curious.
1: No, that, that's that's fair. Because I think, yeah, a lot of times when people think social deduction, it's trying to figure out who's full of the most or least bullshit. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, which is, yeah, no, no, that's that's fair. But I know a lot of people also don't like those kind of games because a they either don't want to lie, don't like lying or don't like being lied to. In this, you can kind of still have a similar style of gameplay without having any of those elements, um, which is, I think, one of the things definitely going for it. Uh, and I do like how the mechanic of losing cards works, because it kind of it kind of evokes sort of that feeling of, you know, the, the net slowly being closed in around you. You're running out of choices. So at the first, you know, you can go anywhere you want, and then all of a sudden, oh, man, I really need cards back, but I know the alien's just watching, waiting for me to go to the, the jungle to go exploring. Uh, but it, I feel like... It almost would need a reskin or re theme to be more approachable to players who want a different experience like that. Because I know this is not something I could ever just bust out and, you know, with my family. I know maybe just my brother would be, you know, enjoy the theme. And I feel like with something in like kind of hard sci fi like this without a relatable IP, you kind of can run into that issue um which is also probably why i wouldn't buy this game either um so you know if if it's a game that where you want that experience without having to you know lie or bluff i I think it's pretty solid um but it's definitely not for everyone.
0: You make a good point. I was actually thinking while you were uh, talking there, that is, this might actually be a half decent game to play with like like you against a bunch of kids. Like if, if your kids want yeah. to, if a group of children, like you're out at the cabin or out camping or something like that, and a bunch of kids wanted to play a game, like something like this might do well in which you're like having a bunch of people gang up on you, maybe a bunch of people that, that aren't at like, I don't know, your level or whatever whatever, you know, gang up on you so you can have that sort of competition, build some camaraderie, but also you don't have to like sit there and like lie to them the entire time and make them feel bad. Right. Kind of interesting for something like that. Like you said, the unfortunate part is that the theme is impenetrable if you are not already buying into crash landing spaceships. So
1: yeah,
2: I think one of you guys said it while we were playing that you didn't like why the beach? (laughs) <laughs> like it's not so, like a shipwreck. Like you're, if you're in a shipwreck, sure you go to the beach. You you make your little like signal fire. You write SOS on the sand. But I mean, if you've crash landed into a planet, like yeah, there's why a lot you of honestly think Why the, the beach? The beach is gonna help you. <laughs> like,
3: what's <laughs> What's this beach doing here? It's
2: just, and it was funny because you guys said that. One of you guys said that, and it was. I mean, this is very true. It's like
0: I'm being hunted on this planet. I'll go to the one spot where it looks like it's fucking wide open and go hang out. Yeah. It's like, I don't know But
1: that way. You can see the, uh, the alien coming.
0: Sure. Sure. I don't. Yeah. Anyway, we're definitely weird <laughs> game. Still think it's interesting, but, uh, yeah, for sure. I get, I get what everyone's talking about. Um, yeah. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Um, if you, uh, like this kind of stuff, we've got a whole, whole bunch of episodes. You can go listen to the those some of them Take a uh, whole repository uh, just a shitload of them go 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 fill your boots uh you can also share this with a friend would be helpful you can also do the like and subscribe thing and uh if you want to get a hold of us for any reason you can hit us up on twitter at CGS Podcast. you can use old-timey email at uh, collapsing game at gmail.com and if you want to get a hold of me uh you can find me on twitter at team Rage tom or just you know use the email and maybe debbie will forward it on to me at some point uh Justin,
1: hey well if you want to get a hold of me you can find me on Twitter at don't trust Justin uh you know send send me uh send me your favorite marooning story that might work as a different reskin for this game how about you Debbie? <laughs>
2: Uh, you guys can get me at at Mrs. Wynn that's at M-R-S-W-H-Y-N on Instagram and Twitter um, and like Tom said if you guys want to get a hold of us as a group um, get us on Twitter at CGS Podcast we'd love to hear from you we'd like to hear what you like what you don't like if there's anything you think we should try um, we'd love to hear about it uh, you know if there's if you're an avid user of Board Game Arena and there's kind of a diamond in the rough that you think that we should give give a try please let us know or same thing with the tabletop simulator i we hopefully will get that back up and working at some point <laughs> fingers crossed um but yeah you know like there's there's lots of games out there and you know i'm sure there's sure there's some things that we don't know about and that we haven't heard of and we'd like to hear from you guys so Please get us uh, at CGS Podcast on Twitter, Adam. Um,
3: and if you're looking to get a hold of myself, you can catch me on all social medias at for the win, F-O-R-T-H E W H Y N. You can also catch me on Twitch, twitch.tv slash for the win. Um, Thursday, Friday nights starting at 8 p.m. Eastern, Saturday, Sunday mornings starting at eleven thirty Eastern. Uh, I am all over the place with uh what I'm streaming right now. The new Path of Exile League is in full swing so we're kind of checking some of that out um hitman is still still a big one doing some rafting so if you want to talk about being marooned uh i'm been marooned with either by myself or with various folks on my little two by two raft so come come check me out on twitch and let's uh yeah let's talk about being marooned i guess weird uh (laughs) yeah that's that's her that's
1: it Thank i saw
0: you. the plans you have for building a three mast schooner so you're not going to be re- marooned for long <laughs> <laughs> that's I, fair I think it's a
1: galleon at that point is it a galleon
3: it it's quite the it's it's quite the setup um yeah i you know for for these little um these little survival games like i mean there's like rust i've never played rust but I've have noticed that Rust is incredibly popular in the content creation sphere right now. It's kind of like you know it's it's similar to Raft, or people just call it Minecraft on steroids. And, and Raft is similar, Minecraft on steroids in the water
0: mm-hmm. with sharks. Ooh. Just all the sharks with sharks. I have a hard enough time getting through surviving each day I can't I can't con- <laughs> I even consider like doing it as a hobby so the more power to you surviving the old <laughs> waters there with all those crazy people you you play with anyway thank you again so much for listening I hope you enjoyed this episode uh, I hope you have a great rest of your day and we'll be back at you next week with something fun thanks
3: Bye. bye <laughs>